Hello, and welcome to the What's Career Got to Do With It podcast, where we hope to provide a space for honest conversation and information that encourages a listener to take the next steps in their career journey. Wherever you're at in this process, we hope this episode will meet you with affirmation, guidance, and maybe some laughs along the way. On today's episode, we are joined by special guest, Dr. Jessica Harrell, Director of Undergraduate Research Support Office. As we discuss an answer, or many, to the question, what is research? That's the question today? Mm. Oh, sorry, Rudy. I'm on the wrong episode. And Kate, Kate, Kate is going home. I am leaving. Kate wants nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. Research is fun. Yes. See, yes. research yes. is yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. I think it is this daunting thing. We, we do see a lot of students. We do talk to a lot of people about this, this particular subject of should I do research? Should I not do research? And we, we all manage different career communities and see different students across different populations. And there's so many different types of research to get into i mean i think i'll start with our special guests like what what has been your experience with research and academia both maybe as from an instructor level or working with students or even personal experiences if you don't mind sharing sure yeah thanks for having me i'm really excited to be here um you know i'll say that i think like many students think when they're in high school Research is done by people in a lab wearing lab coats and goggles and pipetting solutions into tubes, and they're going to cure diseases. But now in my current role as director of URS, I can help dispel that myth and really help students move beyond that one idea about what research is. For me personally, I do come from a science background. And, you know, have a PhD in cell and developmental biology. And so I've done research at the bench. But it's really cool and exciting to now be here at Duke in this role and see the different types of research that students are involved in, where they really can pursue their curiosities and ask interesting questions about things that they're really interested in. All right. Y'all. What you got? (laughs) Would you mind restating the question? Uh, Research was tough for me. Um, And I think that's just because I am more of a... a a doer than the researcher. I still tell people this all the time. I love when people have the passion to do the research, will do the research and say, hey, these are the three possible um, solutions or outcomes to maybe something we're researching. And I'm like, yes, give me, give me, give me, let me, let me, let me see what happens there. You know, Um, so I'm more of a, um, the doer of the other work on the other side. Um, That's kind of just been how it was, hence don't listen to the students when I say this. Um, I wound up completing my master's thesis in about two and a half weeks because I forgot about it one, but then um, just had to knock it out. Um, But yeah, so research has always been something that's tough for me. And and quite honestly, it's, it's, it's still holding me back from obtaining a doctorate because it's just, it's this big thing for me. And I'd imagine maybe it's the same for some others, but um, I still have growing and learning to do. Maybe I'll get over it. You're a scholar practitioner, Nicole. Yeah, who knows her limits. <laughs> well, I, I mean, to be fair, I think research can be really intimidating because it is a lot of failures, too. Mm-hmm. It is, it's asking questions or trying to create new knowledge and then realizing you're not asking the right question mm-hmm. or you're not pursuing the answer in the right way or 
you know, your hypothesis is actually just plain wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think for a lot of students, especially, you know, students who are here at Duke who are used to being really successful and knowing that if they work hard, they're going to make progress and are going to do great things. Research can be a lot of failure. Mm -hmm. It's it's a lot of failure, and that can be really frustrating and intimidating to students. And so they often then don't feel like they're good enough mm-hmm. to do research. And I see a lot of students and talk a lot about, um, you know, building confidence um, in them in order to help them recognize that their dedication and perseverance mm-hmm. Um, is going to take them much further than what specific result they may have gotten. Um, here we go with my lyric of the day. Fantasia. Sometimes you got to lose to win again. Um, and that's like the research. When I think of research, that's it. Like, you know, of course you want to find something that's of interest. But then, like, you, I think the biggest thing research taught me is just to push through. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. The tunnel curves. Sometimes you don't think the light is there. But at the end, like, when I did my research, because I'm a math head, I enjoyed that part. Um, but at the end, it's like, oh, well, this is why this is this is this is why this is causing me all this grief. So it's it's a love hate. Yeah, I, it's remem- a love, hate. I remember the day when I realized that the light at the end of the tunnel was not a train heading directly. <laughs> to get you. Really, it really was a light. And I really was going to defend my thesis. Um, but yeah, for a long time, I uh, thought it was a train. I know, at least for me, when it came to research, understanding the different types, you've got quantitative, qualitative, mixed methods. You've got folks who are like really heavy on quantitative research. And then you've got folks who love to do ethnographic research. Maybe they like to tease out commonalities or the application of theory through conversational, you know, pieces. And so having that understanding of research, too, I think helps people with the fear of seeing that train coming down the tracks. Is it a quantitative train that's about to run me over or is it, you know, something I can jump onto and, and ride and enjoy it? Yeah. yeah. And and I talk to a lot of students, for example, pre-health students that that think that if they are interested in going into medicine, that they should be doing a specific type of research in the sciences. And that's simply not true. There are lots of great pre-med applicants that are very successful in um, getting admitted to lots of medical schools. And the medical schools love them because they've done research in something they're really passionate about, really excited about, in a field that is actually really different than all of the other applicants are doing research in. And so that's really um, exciting to have those kinds of conversations with students where they realize, oh, wow, I can pursue my interest in this other thing. Um, And so I love those kinds of conversations with students too. Yes, and I just want to affirm that first. As someone who used to sit in an admissions committee for medical school, basically we would sit there and we would talk 
over and over about the students who could speak positively about their experiences and the ones who always bypassed it because we didn't necessarily care about the overall details of the research project itself. We wanted to hear a student that was passionate about it, someone that had really explored their interests and spent the time to do it. Um, I remember my first research, pro research project in undergrad. It was, I believe it started my sophomore year, and I was a psychology major. So we were doing something that was a little faux pas at a um, private institution. That's the word today. Yeah, faux pas. Um, <laughs> I'm intrigued. Yes. It, so we're at a small private institution, and we were doing alcohol consumption mm. by student athletes. And mm. we're, we're researching the overall benefits or health issues related to that. Now, I don't remember all the details, but I also remember the methodology probably was not the best methodology. We got approved by the IRB for... I don't know how, but this is how we set up. So they may go back and review this years ago. Um, basically, we set up outside the Fellowship of Christian Athletes outside <laughs> of that, and we collected our data pool from there. Um, wow. Jesus drank wine, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Um, the conversations that were had, I, I think for me, the thing that pushed me through were the people that surrounded me that encouraged and said, hey, yeah, like this is something you can really buy into and it can be something you're interested in. And then the professor that really guided us and worked with us through the process as well, because they cared about the outcome alongside that and us learning and allowing us to make mistakes. And then I think the icing on the cake was actually the present presentation itself, getting up and presenting the information that you had really worked hard on. And, and so I do want to affirm that there is components of research that are uh, probably a little bit more fulfilling to some than most, but really lean into those things where your skill set aligns. So for me, it was presenting. I really enjoyed presenting to the data. Other people, they really enjoyed diving deep into the data and quantifying it or finding out, all right, what other research has been done in this area? That wasn't me. I didn't like that part. Now, when I got to qualitative research, yeah, that was me. I like to look behind the scenes yeah. to see what other information had been passed along. But yeah, thoughts on that. Who has anybody motivated any of you to to research? We'll say research well or research something of interest. What has kind of kept you going? Um, and Nicole's over here, like, no, Nicole's this is literally face. what we talked about. <laughs> this is why I'm not doing my PhD. Yes. But <laughs> anybody else? Triggered on a Thursday. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, I will say this, right, even though it's just like big, dark cloud. Um, the idea of doing research, cool, like to go out and see kind of what, what other people have done. Um, even when I was doing my own, um, you know, master's thesis, I had some great folks who were encouraging me along the way and, and trying to take the negative out because boy, was I being stubborn. Um, but what I appreciated was their enthusiasm and how they were explaining things to me. So it made it feel genuine. And, you know, I felt like I truly had some support. And then I felt like the information was actually out there for me to find. Um, which I think helped me out a little bit, um, again, because we talk about the daunting task of doing research. If I'm, I'm hearing it from people who I trust, who I can count on, who are here for me to help me through this. So if they're saying this, hopefully they're not pulling it out their butt. It means that it's got to be out there. Um, and it, it, it made it a little bit more comfortable for me. Um, so I, I will say that much, at least. 
And I think you have touched on a really great point, which is that mentorship is really powerful in research. And I think, in my opinion, it's one of the keys to success. And I I have done workshops with students, for example, on identifying mentors and cultivating a relationship with mentors. I have seen that mentor-mentee relationship both make and break a student's research experience. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when when I talk with students about um, maybe a decision that they're making about do I do I do this kind of research with this mentor or I, do I do this other research with this mentor, I always in, um, encourage them to dig into what kind of mentorship and guidance are you going to receive? Because that is likely going to influence how you feel about this research experience. It's really important for you to feel supported Mm -hmm. and for you to be getting the guidance so that you're not frustrated in this research experience. I'd like to ditto that. Um, Sorry, y'all. And shout out to my uh, committee chair. Dr. Shirley Harper Armstrong, because listen, she got me through that thing Um, because those like you were saying, there were days where I was just like done. I didn't want to do it. And she was just like, yeah, we're almost there. Just come on. But she was also she, you know, people are positioned at times for specific reasons. And I didn't know when I walked by her office that day, I was trying to pick wisely and pick a chair and she was full. Her 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 docket was full, and I just stood there, and she just said, okay, come on. <laughs> I, was, I was so happy, but that definitely helps having the right mentor and the right people in place to kind of help you through that process. Mm-hmm. And I'd say take some time, right? Um, um, Dr. P, shout out. Um, she knew that I would be triggered if she edited my thing with a red pen. Mm. So she used a blue pen and it was that much better. <laughs> you know, it was the little things that we, we were able to kind of develop that relationship um, and have those conversations. She looked at me like, what is with you and this red pen? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, it's wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, I'm going to go to blue. Um, and, you know, that, that kept that, that, again, that trust and that, that confidence um, going that way for me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like one of the places where students can kind of test out that finding the mentor and finding that that person that would be, I don't want to say best fit, but someone they can really jive with in creating that relationship or that mentorship-ish um, relationship would be like some of those um, Bass Connections are like PLUS programs, so like Story PLUS, Data PLUS. Those are great opportunities, especially for our first years and sophomores who hopefully listen to these conversations, ding, 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 um, to kind of try out that that research vibe and see what it feels like through that sort of low stakes environment too. Absolutely. And, you know, there are a lot of great ways for Duke students to engage with professors mm-hmm. and others that are doing research. And so I definitely encourage them to take advantage of things like the flunch and mm-hmm. taking a professor slash potential mentor um, out for lunch to have a conversation. Yeah. And and I say this too, when when they make an offer to help guide you, take them up on it. My first research experience wasn't because I went looking for it. I actually had no idea what research really was. And I happened to be in a professor's office during office hours. And he asked me what my plans were for my major and career. And 
I knew that I loved science, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. I knew that I didn't want to go to medical school, but didn't really know what other options existed. Mm. And so he said, well, have you thought about trying research? And I was like, uh, no, I don't really even know what that entails. <laughs> and he said, well, come to my lab and work with me next semester and you can find out. And, I, you know, you may really enjoy it. And then from there, he spent several hours that day talking to me about what it would mean to do research and ask questions and go to meetings to present results and potentially think about going on to graduate school. And to this day, I think of that moment as sort of a defining moment in my path. Yet, had he not made that offer to me, I wouldn't have known to even look for it. And so sometimes faculty or mentors, potential mentors, um, see something in you and they might provide an opportunity or make a suggestion, and that's because they see something in you. And I want to encourage students to listen to those people as well and take advantage of those opportunities. They wouldn't make the offer if they didn't mean it. Yeah, and I think that hits uh, a point that I've been curious about, and I think it comes through conversations with students. It comes through conversations with not only just first-year students, but graduate students as well. Of There's a lot of explicit stuff that we can say, oh, yeah, like we, we get to the conclusion of the research, and that was valuable. We came to a conclusion. We, we met our goal, or we identify, we tested our hypothesis, or whatever it may be. But sometimes they don't understand all of the takeaways from research. And from either an undergraduate student who may get to the room and say, I don't know what research is really all about, or the graduate student saying, I don't know how my time in research can actually transfer over to an industry position and knowing that this was still a valuable experience across the board, whatever you have engaged with, how research can be so beneficial in the work you're doing. A2Y, Angela, boop, boop, boop. (laughs) That's a plug. Accelerate to industry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. um, I'll just say there are so many skills that you build doing research, and these are transferable skills. Things like working on a team, collaboration, critical thinking, data analysis, you know, lots of great benefits from doing research that you don't think of because you're right. When you think of research, you think of that end sort of tangible product that you have, but there are so many benefits along the way. And you learn so much about yourself too, in how you work with people or how you don't, um, or, you know, what, um, what, what things you are interested in and what things you aren't. And, and that's the other thing too, right? Like students just need to try it and learning that something is not the right path for you is just as valuable as learning that it is mm-hmm. the right path for you. Even for my more, I would say, science-focused students that do conduct a lot of research, I actually have them approach some of their more um, narrative-based um, 
I guess, either exams or projects or tasks um, from a mindset that they've utilized in research. So when I'm talking to them about a personal statement, I may say, hey, think about this first uh, paragraph talking about a hypothesis. Think about what you're proposing to talk about in this next, so maybe even more of a thesis there. And then hop into that body paragraph and you're going to talk about the methodology and the work that you have done, mm-hmm. um, maybe some of the things in the past. And then you're going to conclude and provide uh, some benefits or whatever it may be. That's typically what we can do is we can transfer this knowledge. I think we've been in this this world over the past three or four years that has thrown out the term, do your own research, do your own research. But it's coming to fruition now of the benefit of research and how it has trained people to explore what this means in real time. Um, we've seen a, a rapid paced research project essentially over the pandemic and how does mask wearing work? Does this do these vaccines work? What what happens here? And not to get in all the, the details that also accompany that, but the benefit of research is people who have been in that process can see, you know, this is something that takes time. There are questions tested and they are tried. And then we have to go back and reevaluate and reevaluate. And it's important work. And I, I'd be curious to hear some of your thoughts on the importance of that work and why it matters for our students. Anyone? That's Some, an anyone question. Anyone. I'm just going to throw it out there. Somebody's got to keep us going. <laughs> it's not Nicole's coffee. <laughs> Nicole that, runs on Duncan. We're not sponsored yet. Uh, but please. <laughs> uh, but I mean, also like my answer too, right? There's there's so many things going on in the world. So many things worth exploring. Diseases, fungi. I mean, everything. Like the there's fungi. Yeah, I went there. Um, <laughs> I think... You know, again, as the world continues to evolve, there are questions and things that pop up. So, I mean, just just truly somebody's got to keep us going. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, again, so many things to explore, so many really interesting questions to ask. So, you know. For example, how do you take advantage of the immune system to attack cancer cells? Or, you know, have you thought about how the primary language spoken at school might affect student outcomes when the home language is different? Or have you thought about how microplastic in the ocean might be affecting juvenile sea turtles? Or even things like, you know, archival resources of the black experience during the Civil War. How have those sources made their way into creation of a piece of visual art in conversation with the antebellum period, right? So these are all research questions and um, projects that our students are exploring. And so, you know, it's really important to think about, like, what? fascinates you? What are you really curious about? What do you want to dig into? What intrigues you in ways that you just can't get enough of? And that's, you know, worth thinking about who else at Duke is working on these things? Who might I be able to talk to about working with someone to be able to answer these kinds of questions? We have some really phenomenal guests. I'm just saying. (laughs) I, I was just going to say, that's why you found a mentor, because some of these topics yeah. that, that you just came like, oh, ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even, I mean, you know, finding what um, intrigues you and excites you and then finding somebody to kind of help you yes. pretty it up into the project. Yeah, um, So, yeah. 
Yeah, and there are, are you know, lots of great resources. Um, and I think that's one of the things that sets Duke apart are not only the number of opportunities that a Duke student has access to, but also the number of resources that are available to them. And one of the resources that I think is really important are um, those sort of helpful humans that are here on campus and um, offices that are um, open to students coming and chatting with them about how they can get involved in, in research. So, for example, the directors of academic engagement in the Academic Advising Center are specialized advisors in the different disciplines that can chat with you about your interests. They can help you explore what those interests even are, and then they can help you identify the opportunities that are a good fit for those interests. Places like the Undergraduate Research Support Office that I now direct, we offer workshops for students to come and learn what is research. Mm -hmm. How do I identify a mentor? Um, how do I write a personal statement for a summer research program? Or how do I apply to graduate school, if that's something that you're thinking about? We also have funding that helps to support students doing research. And funding is, of course, another, another key factor in being able to do research. Uh, the Career Center, of course, you all are great, helpful humans that students can come to. Um, academic guides, um, your college advisors, right? These are, um, are, are people across campus that may not know all of the answers, but hopefully know the places and resources to point you towards. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage students to take advantage of all of those, um, those kinds of resources. Thank you so much for that, Jessica. And thank you for joining us today. I, I really appreciate your time that you've spent with us shedding some light on research being more than a thing that we can just put on our resume or a thing that we have to do as a stepping stone to get to our next uh, place that we, we desire to be. It, it is truly something that, that can we can build upon, we can learn from, we can grow with, and can inform our life, whether we end up working on a bench, we work in R&D, or whether we work uh, in another industry job or in health healthcare system, or wherever we may go, that research can inform our daily decisions. And of course, the question we're asking here on our podcast is, what does career have to do with it? So thank you for joining us today. We hope <laughs> you have a great rest of your week and join us next time. And remember, correlation does not equal causation. Uh, Bye, y'all. I know we did go. not just end this episode on that. <laughs> <laughs>